Darth Sidious wants Senator Amidala dead, so he hires Count Dooku, who hires Jango Fett, who hires shapeshifter Zam Wessel, who hires two long bug things, whom she puts into a robot to kill Senator Amidala. And that's just the inciting action in the first sequel of the prequels. That's right. This week, we're rating Star Wars Episode 2, Attack of the Clones. How Star Wars is it? Welcome, everybody, to How Star Wars Is It, the podcast where we rate and review movies, TVs, and all that kind of thing. Yeah, we review TVs. Of one to ten. <laughs> I like that you said TVs. We, movies and TVs? We go we go find TVs, and we're like, this TV? This one right here? Oh, yeah, that's got This 55-inch Panasonic? <laughs> this old... That uh, is a 8 this, out of 10 HDMI cable. This old tube back right there? <laughs> um, that's amazing. Uh, the this is how Star Wars is it, everybody. Hi, welcome back. <sighs> Hi, welcome back to Hisui. Uh That's what the show is. It's called how Star Wars is it. It's called Hisui. We got to get um, that brand recognition going. My name's right. Josiah. My name is Mike. And we're your hosts. And um, we, we love to compare things to Star Wars over here, but guess what we're comparing to Star Wars today? Star Wars. <gasps> it's Star Wars to Star Wars. It's apples and apples, baby. And it's our last prequel episode. Oh, I like forgot. that we are recording. Like not the last one of the prequels, but right, right, right. And I mean, you know, we could always do them again. Who even knows? Uh, oh, we will probably. <laughs> I mean, we'll just. I mean, let's like. Why, I mean, let's go back to the well. You know. Yeah. I can't wait till we start reviewing things again, and we can be like, "What did we say the first time?" Let's decide if we're really right. Yeah. Um, right. So man, I gotta say, I am excited to talk about Star Wars Episode Two: Attack of the Clones because it is largely sort of accepted among Star Wars fans and otherwise that it's kind of the worst of the prequels <laughs> and thus the movies, and even even by comparison to Phantom Menace, because Phantom Menace had the benefit of all the hype, uh, and this is just like a goofy, weird. It didn't know what it was trying to be it's movie, a weird, and weird I kind of love it. Yeah, I remember. <laughs> I kind of like this movie. Yeah, I remember liking Attack of the Clones more than Phantom Menace when I saw it yeah. as a kid. I think mostly because cool, like lots of cool fights. Um, some cool creatures, some cool alien creatures. Yoda does all sorts of wacky flips. Yoda's flipping around. Uh, I, lo- I loved it. I thought it was great. I remember there were these two kids that I babysat when I was like, uh, probably like early high school, maybe or ju- no, probably junior yeah. high, <laughs> junior high. And uh, these kids loved Star Wars, and we watched Episode Two like a bunch of times. And I was like, yeah, this is a good movie. <laughs> it's a good flick. Um, yeah, I, it's it's so strange that I like it, but I, yeah. I, like even even the stuff in it that is specific, I guess I guess it's similar to how I like the room or you mm-hmm. know, like bad movies because it's uh, there are there are sequences that I think are objectively cool. There are certain not even necessarily sequences, but there are elements. There are characters or ship designs or things like that that I find awesome. But I also love just being flabbergasted at the fact that like George Lucas deliberately shows a droid repairing the window in Coruscant that after one of them jumped out like there's he does the classic thing of like answering questions nobody was asking and none more quintessentially Star Wars than if you're not a Jedi or a bad guy in this universe, you are a bounty hunter, and thus your father is too. But also, he is you because you are his clone. <laughs> <laughs> like, you can't break free of the everybody of this race does this thing. Everybody is a bounty hunter. Like, it is so funny. <laughs> yeah, he, like, doubles down on... It's like, oh, you thought it was weird that all Rodians are bounty hunters? Well, what if we mm-hmm. told you... 
that there's what if we told you uh, all boba fett's are Django fett's and he's a bounty hunter? yeah and he's about it so like he's like he, he wears mandalorian armor maybe he's a mandalorian but guess what God. there's a million of him and they're yeah. all bounty hunters and they're the stormtroopers <laughs> that's that's the wild thing too is like that's uh, i feel like the clones thing was maybe like a fun idea to be like oh why are there so many stormtroopers like sort of like setting up this like background thing of like oh well this is why there's all these stormtroopers and maybe why they're like semi ineffective and um right you know. and then also the stormtroopers that we know from the original trilogy aren't even this guy no at that point and and the the reason there are clones is because the one line or there's maybe two lines in the original Star Wars where someone references the Clone Wars. Yep. Well, like, oh wow, what could that be? What could it be? Well, that's. It turns out it's an Australian guy and a bunch of robots. <laughs> the um, yeah, I because I remember like reading the Star Wars books, like expanded universe, and there was a lot of really interesting things about. Like one of my favorite ones was. Uh, I Jedi, which was about like a former stormtrooper uh-huh. that went on to become a Jedi, and I thought that was really cool. And so, like, there was a lot of explanations for like who stormtroopers were and like how stormtroopers happened because they were just like you know uh, any armed forces. Like yeah, some of like them are enlisted, some of them volunteer. Conscripted folks, yeah, yeah. And so, but I just think it's so funny that he was like, no, 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 no. There's a bunch of clones, and that's how the stormtroopers started. And yeah. honestly, like if George Lucas had his druthers, I wouldn't be surprised if he had gone on to make seven, eight, nine. If he had been like, no, they're all still clones. Like the stormtroopers are all still clones. Cause we <laughs> never, we never see a stormtrooper without its helmet on. I don't think in the original trilogy. Right. So he very right. much could have been like, yeah, yeah. They're all still clones. Those weird long neck aliens are still making the clones and they're still sending them to the emperor and he's, they're all clones. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's Man, the long neck aliens, the Kaminoans. There, there's a Jedi in the Jedi Council in Episode One named Yariel Poof, who basically looks like uh, a Kaminoan. And then when they did Episode Two, he was suspiciously not on the council anymore. And the rationale was because, like, oh, that guy looks too much like these other characters. <laughs> <laughs> oh, like, people will get confused. A very Star Wars thing to do. Um, God. Yeah, dude, I, this movie is so much fun. It, this movie's bonkers. I so there's like three things happen in it. There's like Obi Wan's film noir story, yes. which I just de- love. Even just thinking about that, yeah, Obi Wan's detective like, journey. Yeah, it's Detective Pikachu, but it's Detective Obi Wan. Yeah, <laughs> it's Detective Obi Wan Pikachu. Yeah, the fact uh, that okay, here's the thing. Here's the thing about this episode's gonna be a mess, Josiah. <laughs> this episode's gonna be a real mess. I've been looking forward to doing Attack of the Clones because I have, uh, I have opinions on how Star Wars I think it is, um, okay. which is pretty high up there, honestly. Um, <laughs> and the thing, okay, like let's talk about that '50s diner, okay? Let's yes. talk about that because it is obviously sort of meant to be reminiscent of like a '50s diner. Totally. Uh, the waitress's name is Flo. And she's got like it's a little got, sass, like, you know, 50s she's diner like decor. <laughs> yeah. And even like the cook guy sort of has that like, you know, like short, like a shift cook, like outfit on. What's his oh, face? Oh, Dexter Jester? Dex. Yeah, 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 yeah. He, and... uh, he was one of my professors in college. <laughs> really? There was a guy we had as a teacher who looked just like Dexter Jetster, except he didn't have four arms. Right, and, right, right. uh, we were sitting in class one day and my best friend Blaze turned like this was like our first day and we were like, Man, this guy what 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 am I thinking of? Like when I look at this guy and he just goes, mm, he's one of them cloners and I was like, Oh my god, <laughs> <laughs> it's Dex. Amazing. But okay, I, I, one one of the reasons I think that sequence stands out so much is that it's the only that I can think of, it is the only <laughs> thing in the Star Wars movies that is, like, a parody of something in real life. Completely. Like, everything else in Star Wars movies could maybe be, like, inspired by a real-life thing or maybe right. is, like, reminiscent of real-life locations. But this is just straight up, like, what if there was a 50s diner but it was Star Wars? Like, it's, it it doesn't fit in the world in any way because no, it doesn't make like, – it's like, wait, was there a 
past decade in the Star Wars universe <laughs> that this is a nostalgic tour? Like, what is... Right. Or is this the style of all diners? Like, what or is, is it? Or is this the 50s? Like, uh, like, so 50s diners were big in, like, the 80s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For <laughs> so, nos- like, is this the 80s or is this the actual 50s? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Is this the 80s of the Star Wars universe or is this the actual <laughs> 50s where this is the first time diners are like this? Right. And are all diners like this? It, like, it's such a strange little cutesy thing that yeah. just like sticks out like a sore thumb and that's so a really good ways. point like even even other things that have some familiarity to because star wars is littered with um oh this feels real because i know a place like that you know like the cantina is like a rough and tumble biker bar that you don't want to go in and look at somebody the wrong way but it doesn't feel like a biker bar no it doesn't yeah it's not like it's not like there's a bunch of aliens where okay yeah it'd be like this this diner scene is if like for the if in the cantina scene if they had all the (laughs) aliens like half the aliens wearing leather jackets yeah with like like their speeder bikes were all parked outside and they have like spikes on and they look like harley harley davidson like that's how they've got big like tubes (laughs) that's sort of the like that's like the the sort of like analogy I can think of of like how much they would have to you right. know be like it's look it's one of these it's such a strange thing we can't yeah. get caught up on it though because there's so many different ways that this mo- okay here's the thing I think this movie is almost okay I don't want to show my hand necessarily no, okay but I think there's I think there's a representative uh, in both ch- in all uh in uh the original trilogy and the prequel that Exemplify the mo- like the sort of uh, most Star Wars it is in that tri- in that trilogy. Uh, uh-huh. I think Attack of the Clones is, is as the most Star Wars that the prequels gets. That's the- really interesting because I'm I'm I I hear exactly what you're saying. Like I could be sold that argument. I I, I think I think it it might be too because it is uh, because because Star Wars can be like so great and it can be so terrible and what quantifies the so terrible better than this movie. <laughs> yes, exactly. Like there there's the different sides of like when Star Wars is very good and when Star Wars is very bad and when it's very mediocre. And like I would argue that like the this is the like the plot point on the graph for like the low point of what mm-hmm. of what we compare things to when we're like, well this is like the bad part. But then I also say this movie does something like we talk about the other prequels the like when when you're looking at like um Lucas putting together like pastiches of different genres and different mm-hmm. uh, inspirations for movies this movie tries to do that because mm-hmm. at times it is like that you know Obi-Wan gets to be the noir film noir thing right There's, and the whole thing is a romance exactly or they, like, they at least tell you that it is <laughs> right they're trying to put in a romance in there um and parts of it literally are shot like a romantic comedy before things get like bad or whatever you know right like the god the recap video we both just watched when they're rolling in the grass (laughs) it's like why why they they just have like even one of the big critiques about the romance of that movie is they have very little chemistry sure which i would say is is true i think it probably could have been a little um teased out of them if they had a proper actors director working right. with them but um i think another reason why the romance doesn't work is the movie just sort of tells us they fall in love like it may as well have just been a summary by like an eight-year-old saying like oh yeah and then anakin and padme fell in love and then that you know like <laughs> they yes. don't they don't ever um you know how they say you don't really watch them fall in love they're no. just sort of like now we're in love <laughs> you know how they say show don't tell for making Correct. movies right well, this movie doesn't really show or tell. It just kind of like <laughs> skips to a point, and then you're like, "It's like, oh, they <laughs> are they together now?" That's, okay, that's hilarious. That <laughs> should be the expression. It should be show, don't tell. But if you can't show, at least tell. <laughs> at least tell. At least tell. <laughs> don't just like skip to a point and then be like, "Yeah, they're together." It's like, yeah, because they really don't do enough <sighs> of anything to make us feel yeah. like these people. Uh, like care about each other in any meaningful way, especially right. since like they do the weird time skip because since they you know made Anakin so young and the first one's like oh they haven't seen each other for like ten years and yeah. I think it, yeah it's I mean it's 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 acceptable to think that Anakin had a crush on her this whole time but there's no way she had a crush on him this whole time so like for her to fall for this guy so right. quickly yeah they, they don't they don't do due diligence at all but okay no. that's the thing is i think that do 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 nice so here, here's the thing diligence. here's here's another thing i think might 
Okay, I think that if this movie was like three episodes of television, those yeah. three individual episodes, or I would maybe even more than that, like four or five episodes, could be like pretty good. Sure. I think the fact that it tries to squish all this stuff together in one movie where everything feels very disjointed, right, is, right, is what makes it end up feeling not like a like a continuous story. Yeah, like I mean, so so this should have been episode one of the story of Anakin's rise and fall. Yes. Like, and, and he falls in love with a woman and then they, uh, have a secret wedding and then all hell breaks loose because in episode two, they go back to his home planet and his mother is dying or whatever, you know, like, right. or episode two because is just, we the... don't see any of the clone wars. No, exactly. <laughs> well, cause I was going to say like the, the episode two could could have very I mean I mean we're doing the thing that everyone does where they love to rewrite the prequels which I mean right. I still love to talk about it but like mm-hmm. you have I mean yeah you have episode one where they I mean even have Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan still there and have uh, Anakin be older and he and Padme fall in love in that first movie and it's sure. like they have a secret wedding whatever blah 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 Clone Wars break out second movie is the Clone Wars animated series take all the cool stuff from that <laughs> series and make that a movie right and then the third movie can be uh, the, you know, Revenge of the Sith, but you have a little more of the stakes that you built up because you actually know these characters a little better. You know the relationship right. a little better. It's right. just, it's just wild. It, it uh, I've talked about this before. And I'll talk about it again. But giving creators <laughs> a blank check and like a sort of creative license, just kind of like do whatever they want, is in my opinion always like a guaranteed way to make something not as good as it could be. Which is funny because the person who gave him that authority was him. He exactly. had the money. He funded it. <laughs> exactly. Because it's like, and I know you said you've been listening to that, that uh, podcast about um, yeah. uh, George Lucas and um, his artistry is, you know, I mean, and I'm not going to say the man doesn't know what he's doing, that he's bad at what he does. Right. But I will say that, like, the stuff that, ma- I mean, it's been said, it's been, you know, been done to death, but the stuff that made the original trilogy good was the people that he had around him. Um you know, checking him and editing him and like helping and helping with all the process. Yes. Cause he's very much an ideas guy. Uh, and y- you see it, I think it across all genres. Like I had a conversation with my little brother about this the other day about like JK Rowling sort of like once she got done with the books and the movies were done, mm-hmm. she kind of gets to just say whatever the heck she wants to now. Cause there's right. no editor or studio telling her she can't do things <laughs> about Harry Potter. Right. So right. she just gets to make up whatever the crap she wants, and it's really diminishing returns because she now, once again, she's the one paying for all this, and so she just gets whatever she wants. And I think that's part of the reason why the original... And you even see it as the books go on. Like, some of the weaker books are the one where she was, like, at her most popular because they get way, <laughs> way too long, and you're like, why uh-huh. is this book 600 pages? Like, what's yeah, going on? Like- they're they're playing games with other schools. Yeah, what? Um, but anyway, we're, <laughs> yeah. not, we're not talking about Harry so, Potter yet. No. Um, so actually, speaking though of Harry Potter, a, a a thing about this movie, we can get back into the story beats of it because I just love talking about this movie. But um, a thing about this movie that makes it so 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 Star Wars is. Of course, the music is is Star Wars music. Like, there's classics that we have grown to know and love, but there is a new theme in it, which is called Across the Stars, the love theme from Attack of the Clones. Yes. <laughs> and it it is... I, I, I hesitate to say it's my favorite Star Wars song because that's fucking insane mm-hmm. because it's from Attack of the Clones, but it's in my top five, if not my top three. I, I, I think the love theme from Attack of the Clones, Across the Stars, um, if, if we were to rate on a scale of one to 10 on how effectively they tell a romance story, it would be somewhere in the like zero to three range. And that song brings it to like a five (laughs) yes yes for sure (laughs) because it's so like moving and it has a touch of kind of tragedy to it like this 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 romance isn't long for this world it's it's an excellent song (laughs) yeah i think about it all the time i listen to it oh it's so good yeah it's i mean like we've said star wars has bangers no matter prequels whatever it's gonna be bangers like totally they're gonna be bangers and they are and this is no um exception um so yes we 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 talked about in the cold open 
the the the, the silly like line of assassination, like telling people to assassinate, assassinate. That assassinate. sort of starts this whole like conflict. That's like a fabulous way of assassinating. Assassinate. <laughs> um, assassinate. 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 Enchanté. Um, which, speaking of that whole line of succession of assassins, Zam Wessel, the shapeshifter, um, they, they make the point to not only say, it, here's the Obi-Wan line, uh, I think he's a she, and I think she's a shapeshifter. The fact that it's a woman and the fact that she can like change her face kind of didn't matter in the storytelling. I mean, like the yeah. fact that she's a woman matters. It's like good representation or whatever. Uh, but like, but she doesn't like ch- change her face around as a tactic to be like, why didn't Django Fett just do this job? Yes. <laughs> like, yes. Well, what was cause... he doing? Cause he was clearly nearby. Cause then he just taps her at the end of it. Like, yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> it's very strange. She doesn't like, really it doesn't make any sense. Yeah. The fact that she's a, she uh... at all, or that she was a, he first, like, cause it, cause like, mm-hmm. is, uh, why does he even call her a he? Did she like change? I suppose to look like... cause there, that line, if we were to look into it as though it were, it had any meaning to it, which it very well may likely didn't have a uh, uh, much deliberateness to it. But if, if it was just the the bias of there's a guy making an attack it's gonna be a guy you know like right they just I call thought everybody it was a dude. whoever's in front of me driving like I'm like oh well look at this guy like right 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 that statistically yeah, can't the, be true <laughs> it, it's it it is strange to like just not be like well, I think he's I think they're a shapeshifter like the fact that they had to, yeah. just so much of it is weird so much of this movie is so weird and then like you get into the uh, conspiracy the weird Sifo uh, Diaz what Jedi Master Sifo Diaz? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Who, who, who commissioned put in the, the order. clone army and he died ten years ago? And, and like, is that is that ever explained? So okay, two things. One, they do go into a story a little bit in the Clone Wars series, and then I think in some other books and other sources. And and I'm actually I would be interested to like hear a little bit about him because he and Count Dooku were like Jedi buds. And I would love to hear more about Count Dooku's story. And there's apparently a thing out now that's like an audible, original, like, audio drama about Dooku. And okay. that's kind of interesting to me. I'm not going to, like, fucking pay money to listen to it. But, like, right. he's an interesting character just kind of done dirty by this movie. But um, the other thing about Sifo DS is when <laughs> – this is the story that I've learned from other podcasts um, – when they were writing this sort of cool, wacky conspiracy thing, the person who went to Camino to get an army of clones made was going to be called Sido DS, which is like a non cryptic way of re saying Sidious. Mm. And whoever was typing when they were taking notes at the story meeting or whatever the fuck missed wrote it as Sifo instead of Stido because the D and the F are next to each other on the keyboard. <laughs> and then Lucas was like, oh no, I like that better. It sounds better. And so then they just created a Jedi we've never met who went, came and went <laughs> in between movies. <laughs> this is, okay, that's... Uh, uh, that oh, is it's so just the textbook. Best. That is like, that is like the, that is such a microcosm of this movie because... Yes. They made something up to to answer a question that is asked only by this movie. Yes. But then that they also don't actually explain. To quote Green Day, trials by fire setting fires. <laughs> yes, yes. Because because we never like they say that it is first off wild that <laughs> they that like Obi-Wan stumbles upon this army that is for some reason like and then That's when it goes to the Jedi Council I'm to be here. like, oh, there's an like there's an army like oh he's like he's like oh there's an army and they don't even be like oh yeah 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 we told that guy to go do that we right. know about this yeah, army yeah no he like acted on his own and that's not something you're like allowed to do as a jedi <laughs> so like who who is this man who yeah. is this jedi that commissioned an entire army and there's like why a million he, of them or something <laughs> like why did he do it what was it for yeah. why did the jedi not give a shit once they find out and it happened did they not check their like monthly credit card statements yeah because like they not, a like, million guys grown out yes. of nothing would cost you like a couple bucks i would think and 
And, like, they keep enough tabs on, like, Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan, like, in the first one to know that, like, that they're, like, you know, um, trying to, you know, get this new uh, Padawan with Anakin, like... And they're like, no, no, you can't, you can't do it, he's too old. but they didn't, they weren't able to find this one Jedi who was like, I'm gonna just fuck right off and make myself a big old army for no reason. Like, what was happening to... You couldn't find him? He erased the planet. (laughs) What is, oh, I'm like lost mad a right. Master Obi Wan has. How I embarrassing! Am so mad right now because <laughs> I just really am so angry that they just did that in the movie and never fucking explained it <laughs> at all. <laughs> the feeling like, I'm having right now talking about this movie with like even just the smallest modicum of like critique of the story is the same feeling I have when I watch and talk about The Room, which is like truly one of my favorite, not necessarily favorite movies, but one of my favorite experiences to have and to share with people who haven't seen it or even people who have and just talk about like the little factoids we know about like, oh, this movie somehow cost Tommy Wiseau six million dollars. Like I couldn't tell you where a million of it went, let alone six. This is the same thing. Like why Sifo Diaz? <laughs> yeah, why? Oh, I love it. Um, I love, I love it. <laughs> the feeling I'm getting is that I'm like Sisyphus and I'm like pushing Sifo a rock Diaz. up. And, and I'm, I'm Sifo Sisyphus Diaz. <laughs> and, and this is my curse is that I have to think about this movie now <laughs> and for the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. And I'm pushing this fucking rock up this hill and it's just going to keep falling back down because there's no answer. Yeah, no. Like there's no none. answer. I'm, I'm, because like the 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 prequels love to answer questions that we're not asking, mm-hmm. but they also love to just not answer very obvious questions right. that are right there in the open, yeah. and we're never gonna know why this was a thing. No, uh, it is maddening. It's so it's that happens really wild. Um, like uh, we, we never needed in this movie. to ever see Boba Fett, especially as a child. We saw what happened no. when we saw Anakin as a child. That's just such a no. strange thought. Um, we didn't need to see Boba Fett pick up his dad's head and put it, put it against oh, his own man, head. What? It's a weird. It's a real, real fucked up thing. To, I mean, if my dad, okay, <laughs> if my dad's head got chopped off, uh-huh. my first instinct wouldn't be to go to pick it up. Oh, I want that. <laughs> and be like, I'm gonna put this on my head, and like that's just so morbid. Yeah, so much. Weird so much. And do you gross. remember the part of this movie whenever C-3PO's head falls off and then he gets put onto another droid? Oh, I'm beside myself. That part is so dumb. So, okay, here's another factoid I've recently learned. The whole droid factory scene, which part of it is when 3PO's head gets put on a battle droid's body and vice versa, but it's also where, like, you know, Anakin gets his hand stuck and Padme gets put Mm -hmm. in that big bucket. That scene was done, like, much later, like, in reshoots and stuff, and put, well, I mean... The the two live actors that they put on in front of blue screens were done in reshoots. The rest of it was just <laughs> like a, a screensaver that somebody made. But <laughs> right. um, that was done much later because they cut a couple scenes and they wanted to like inject some more action back in. One of the scenes they cut was a scene between like Dooku and Padme and they were having a conversation. What? So at the very least, it was two humans looking at and talking to one another, even if it were on like a blue screen. But it it probably was kind of interesting. <laughs> Might have helped explain the plot a little bit. Yeah. And there's also, I guess, a deleted scene because, you know, they go to Naboo and, and Anakin and Padme like have dinner with Padme's parents. <laughs> no. And that got cut. Man, that sounds Great, honestly. It I'm sad we didn't like get a, that part. It sounds like a 90s sitcom. It really does. Hey, here's my new husband. He's a Jedi. What? Yeah. He okay. always is sneaking in and taking food out of their fridge like Steve from Full House. But he's doing it with the Force, and then he's like putting a, he's putting a little pear on the fork, you know? Well, yeah, like, we do see that. <laughs> we do see that. Thank God we got that scene. This movie, yeah, this movie is why. Okay, here's the thing. All the stuff we've said is, when I think we talked about this a little bit with Phantom Menace and, and, and Revenge of the Sith, but like, these component parts, like, if you... Here's the thing. This movie is wild, and the, uh, the everything, all the component parts don't make sense together. But with, like, with, with like minute adjustments, I think this story could have been, like, a fun movie that was actually yes. kind of good. You know what I mean? Like, if, if you had all the story beats on, you know, like, note cards on a cork board... 
in the exact same order that they were in George Lucas's office, you could have filmed this same movie and have it had been a little bit more compelling. <laughs> right. And even like you, you could have had all the note cards of the plot beats of the prequels and maybe even like just changed yeah. a few small things or rearranged right. some stuff. And it would have been like, you know, quality is better. So like that's one of the reasons why I think this movie is so Star Wars is that it is so emblematic of when some when Star Wars tries and fails. Because like this movie is like Return of the Jedi or Star Wars if it just didn't work. Yeah. I think that's why it feels so Star Wars to me because it gets it to like <laughs> it gets it right to the like the 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 like the five yard line and then just uh-huh. misses the field goal. <laughs> and like it doesn't it just it's so close Have and it just misses. The, uh, the schoolhouse rock video interjections <laughs> A long That's time what you ago. Just made me think of like uh, in one of the little vignettes in that song, the a, a guy on a football field gets turned in the wrong direction and and <laughs> runs the wrong way, and it yeah. shows all the people yelling interjects and they're like, "Hey, you idiot!" And then the last guy <laughs> who yells goes, "Hooray! I'm for the other team." <laughs> and that's what you just made me think of. They're on the five yard line, and he made a connection in the other direction, <laughs> and he safety that is truly kind of that is truly what this movie feels like it's like they had all the parts and then they just ran in the wrong direction it's like yeah. wait wait wait, wait 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 scoring a touchdown getting six points six episode six return of the jedi oh he turned around ran the wrong way 95 yards and got the other team two points <laughs> two points two, two episode attack. two. Oh my god it all makes sense now <laughs> we've really cracked it Dude, yeah. this movie is so much fun. It's wacky. It's I kind of want to watch it just so I can remember how I wacky it is. This Michael Delaney, you've passed passed in no doubt future guest of the show. Uh, he and I a year or two ago watched this and uh, Revenge of the Sith together, just like in one sitting because we just they're just fun. They're like a blast to sort of shit on a little, but also uh-huh. kind of enjoy. <laughs> I, so a while ago, so I, this is something I can't believe I haven't talked about much in this, um, uh, on this podcast, but I have had the pleasure, the honor to weirdly introduce a lot of people to star Wars, like to the movies. What? Cause I, I know I've, I've met, I have a lot of like randomly throughout, especially through like college and beyond that, friends who just never seen star Wars. And so I had like the original box or like one of the original box sets. Um, the, not the gold one, the one with like their faces on it with like, um, yes, yes, yes. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah. the VHS, Darth Vader, Stormtrooper, and Yoda. The, and, yes, yes, um, yes. so I would like show my friends these movies and like had the sort of fun of being able to watch them see these for the first time, which was really cool. And like about honestly, probably like two thirds of the time, these people who hadn't seen it before ended up really, really, really loving it. Um, or at least really liking it. And about one third of the time they're like, I don't, I still don't really understand why everyone likes this so much. And I'm like, I mean, you missed the boat, honestly. Like if you didn't, a lot of times if you didn't see it when you're young, you just really won't understand why people like it. But I got to watch, uh, this, my, my one friend really wanted to watch the prequels, um, as well. Um, so she could like understand the whole thing, especially because we were going to go watch, force awakens together and so not too long ago i like was like i'm gonna live tweet my myself watching the prequels <laughs> um and i did and they're probably really boring not hot takes <laughs> um but i kind of want to find uh i'm gonna try to find i'm just gonna try to find some real quick so i can see how really blistering these takes are hell yeah let's see it would have been like 2015 2014 while you're looking for that i also want to just point out this is where we learn i think in almost every star wars movie which is a very star wars thing for a, a thing to happen every time like have a death star which we do see a death star here um, is that we learn that R2-D2 can fly like Peter Pan. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, he can. Um, okay, so... Rockets. He's got little rockets. Dang. First live tweet out the gate. Guess what, Guess yeah. what the take is? Guess what the take is? It's about CGI. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, weird how CGI Yoda is less expressive than Puppet Yoda. We get it, Josiah. We get it. You don't like CGI. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, gosh. Yeah, CGI Poor- Yoda is... So So here's the thing. CGI Yoda looks great. Looks great. But, like... 
that's also though puppet yoda and empire and return of the jedi looked great Puppet Yoda and Phantom Menace looked crazy. <laughs> he did look wild. He did look and wild. And then CGI Yoda in this looks pretty good. I like. Here's here's what I will say about Episode Two. Boy, did it do some real good work for the future of video games. Yes. Like, the Camino level in the Battlefront games is one of my favorite levels. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and it set up the the TV show fairly well. Like it it isn't unto itself any good <laughs> no um, but it did a lot for the the world my live tweeting is boring and there's not there's no good ones surprise to <laughs> no one but should we get into the pit real quick oh god yeah i guess speaking of boba fett i know let's get in there let's freaking okay. get in there bye bye so um uh and we're back. Okay, Mike, I got another game for you. Yes. This one is in the style of the classic Hisui game, Who's That Quotimon? Yes. Um, but this one's called Attack of the Who's That Clonimon. Oh, my God. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so Do I have to game, name which clone said what? No, 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 no. But uh, in this game, I'm I've going to give you. Because I've watched the Clone Wars series. <laughs> right, right, right. I'm going to give you two actors. And we're going to go with some of the the main three actors from the uh, prequels. So these these actors all have lookalikes, and famously, Kira Knightley was mm. uh, Natalie Portman's lookalike in Episode One. Yes. Um, and so what we're going to do in this one, I'm going to name three movies uh, of either Natalie Portman's or Kira Knightley's to start out. <laughs> okay. And you've got to tell me if Natalie Portman was in it or if Kira Knightley was in it. All okay, right. Okay. Okay. Uh-huh. So some some of these might be harder than others, but uh here we go. So this one's this is Attack of Who's That Clonimon. Attack and of are the Who's any that of Clonimon. the three gonna be a lion? No. <laughs> there's no or was lions. That just last week's game. That was just um uh Two Truths and a Lion. This okay. one this one's not as tricky. Okay. Okay. So okay. <laughs> You gotta tell me each three movies. Tell me each time uh, if it's Natalie Portman or Keira Knightley. All right, uh, first one, Your Highness, and I'm gonna give you the sort of synopsis of the movie and the character. Uh, a stoner comedy set in like the loose Middle Ages, where the actor plays a badass archer from the boonies. Was that Natalie Portman or Keira Knightley? I remember that, mm-hmm. and I. Gosh, I'm now thinking of the the like poster for Troy. I want to say which was mm-hmm. Kira Knightley, but I think this one was also Kira Knightley. That's going to be incorrect. It was Natalie oh, Portman shit. starring in Your Highness. Man, you know uh, what's funny about Natalie Portman? We 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 think about her as just this like God's gift to Earth and this excellent actor, and she certainly is a good actor. And I have always had a crush on her. But she's been in some like real bullshit movies. She's been in some real stinkers. I actually saw this one in theaters, and it was really bad. Uh, I saw it with my friend because we both like Nellie Portman, and it was like James Franco, oh, I, Danny. It's James Franco, I you were Danny. Say we both liked weed, <laughs> and we love weed. Uh, but yeah, it's like James Franco and Danny McBride, and it's like a really right. raunchy romp, and it's none of it is funny. Like it's it was Man. not funny. Uh, and you and you, th- we thought we were gonna get to see Natalie Portman's butt because that's like part of the trailer, but then it's actually <laughs> like a actually like a butt double, and we were like, "Dang it!" Oh, um, man. All right, that's so this a gross we, amount of research. <laughs> I know. Here's another uh, movie uh, in which the actor plays a another badass archer from sort of the outskirts, of the boonies. So, King Arthur, an historical fiction movie with emphasis on the fiction. Uh, where the uh, the actor plays an archer who sort of joins the main group. Is that Kira Knightley or Natalie Portman? The movie's called King Arthur. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. This was okay. this was sort of um kind of jumping on like the Lord of the Rings Troy uh, era of early like early two thousands. Yeah. Yeah. It was like we like movies with swords in them now. Is that Kira Knightley yeah. or Natalie Portman? Uh, Kira Knightley. You're correct. It was Kira Knightley. Yes, she was playing uh, one of the uh, whatever like clan that Merlin was in, um, the, the the Saxons or whatever. I don't even care. <gasps> oh, oh gosh, sorry, I fell asleep for a second. Yeah, yeah, sorry. It was like really boring. Let's <laughs> um, uh, so take a final one here. This one's a new one, recent. The Nutcracker Ooh. and the Four Realms. This is the new live-action Nutcracker that came out last year, uh, yes. where the actor plays the mystical and graceful Sugar Plum Fairy. 
Man, these are great questions because like these movies truly don't exist, but I do remember the trailer for this and it is Kira Knightley. You got it. Yes. Good job. All right. I'm just going to keep answering Kira Knightley and hopefully I get more right than I don't get right. Well, that's actually the that's actually the end of Kira Knightley and Natalie Portman right. No, I, now, I stand by what I said. Okay, okay. Now we're on to <laughs> Hayden Christensen. So, had a harder time finding a lookalike that kind of mm. fit as well as Natalie Portman and Kira Knightley cuz they kind hey, of I'll are give identical. You one. James but, Dean. Oh, alrighty. <laughs> well, I went with Topher Grace because <laughs> they do kind of look alike and also uh-huh. sort of contemporaries in that kind of the same age, kind of coming uh-huh. up around the same time. Yeah. So, all right. <laughs> okay. You can tell me if the, uh, Hayden Christensen or Topher Grace was in this. Uh, this is Attack of the Who's That Cloney Mom. Um, <laughs> okay. The movie is Jumper, a, a real sci fi stinker. Bad movie about a young man with the ability to quote unquote jump, teleport anywhere, and the secret society intent on killing him. So I have confidence in this answer because I am aware of only like two other movies that Hayden Christensen's ever been in besides Star Wars. So I'm going to say it's Hayden Christensen. You're right. I saw, I actually saw this movie too, and it's so bad. Um, <laughs> also, isn't this- also like Dakota Fanning in it? Uh, who 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 knows? Yeah, I don't. The the, the I weird, might be okay, wrong. This is like impl- impl- uh, uh, emblematic of like one of my least favorite sci-fi things is where they take, uh, like they give something a fun, cool <laughs> name when there's already a word for it. Like if you found out you had the ability to teleport, why would you call it <laughs> jumping? You would just call it <laughs> teleporting. Yeah, right. Like it's, in uh, in The Walking Dead, we assume. Like in that universe, there weren't just zombie books or movies. Yeah, apparently because they that... call them walkers. Like they're yes. they're zombies or biters. Right, or right. I don't even know what they call them. Yes, like apparently the George Romero films don't exist in that universe, or else they would just call them mm-hmm. zombies. Say so, like any any time they make up a anytime any property makes up a cool sci fi word. And there's already a fucking word for it. I'm like, right. no, you wouldn't call this this stupid. You wouldn't be like, oh yeah, we jump. It's like, no, no, you teleport. Yeah, Why I'm would you call to think it of jumping? Any other examples? Because that's a great one. Like, uh, oh, it's time to jump. It's time yeah. to jump. There, I guess. There's, there's, there's probably more I could think of, but I don't want to. Okay, here's the next <laughs> one. Uh, win a date with Tad Hamilton, a romantic comedy, and but I put comedy in quotes. <laughs> Uh-huh. Uh, so it's like I heard it <laughs> comedy about a love triangle between a movie star, the girl who wins a date with him and her best friend. Mm-hmm. So I know that like title. Um, and because I'm only aware of two other <laughs> movies that Hayden Christensen is in that aren't Star Wars movies, I'm going to say Topher Grace. You're right. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Hayden Christensen has a, his filmography is yes. a little light, you know? <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, OK. This one will be tricky, though. This one's more recent. Uh, I think it came out 2018, 2017. Whoa. I know. Little Italy, another romantic comedy, mm-hmm. in quotes again, about two childhood friends who wind up back in the Little Italy area of Toronto as adults and fall in love despite family bickering over pizza and soccer. Oh, my God. I know. It's disheartening that I know about this movie now and I'm making you know about it now. Yeah. So what my everything in my gut right now is telling me to say Kira Knightley. But, <laughs> uh, because I know that Hayden Christensen is Canadian, like it's got to be him, right? You got it, man. Yeah. Impressive. What is he doing? I don't know. That's the thing is like, his filmography is super light, but then he was in this random romantic comedy last year. And I'm I like, mean, is okay, he... so is he uh, good outside of Star Wars? <laughs> I don't think so. He was really bad in Jumper. Okay. And Little Italy apparently got bad reviews, so I because don't think I, he's good. I want to like Hayden Christensen. Me too. He's got like a Me cute too. face, and when he is got a little bit of the of the, of the charm turned on, I, mm-hmm, I do mm-hmm. like him, but his whole kind of talking through his teeth thing that he does. His whole kind of bad acting thing that he does yeah. where he's just not that great at acting. <laughs> I'm thinking for this character, I'm going to be bad at acting. I think that's going to be my choice. Yeah, I think I'm going to be I don't know. Hayden, I, if you're listening to this, how? How did you find it? <laughs> but if you're listening to this, I really want to like you, man. And I... I uh, no, you know what? 
we're we're doing hot takes. That's that's what we vowed to do on this show. Right. I like Hayden Christensen. Oh dang! Okay. Um, I'll I'll allow it. I'll allow it. Hayden um, Christensen I- is a better actor than Beyonce. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you might not be wrong. The only thing that Beyonce's acted in is like what, like Goldmember. She was in Goldmember and um, the Dreamgirls. <laughs> she was okay in Dreamgirls. I didn't even see Dreamgirls. Uh, I didn't know she was in going it. off of my hot take about Beyonce from last episode. <laughs> anytime anyone tries to tell me Beyonce's like the best singer like in pop music, I'm like, Beyonce wasn't even the best singer in Dreamgirls. Like, how oh. are they going to make that argument? She wasn't. I haven't. She seen wasn't. It. I don't know who else even is in it. Eddie Murphy. Eddie Murphy is in it. That's true. Uh, the the others the, the 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 really good singer in Dreamgirls is um what's her name? Gosh, why oh, is it Jennifer um, Hudson? Yeah, yeah, Jennifer Hudson from American Idol. Yeah, yeah, she's like amazing, and she blows Beyonce out of the fucking water. Um, <laughs> anyway, whatever. So that was the Hayden Christensen round. So we're moving on to the Ewan McGregor round. Oh yes. So yeah, this your choices here what are Ewan this? McGregor and uh, contemporary and kind of lookalike Jude Law. Oh yes, good. Okay. That's right. He so, he is a lookalike. You might know these might be. I'm not sure if this is going to be easy or hard for you, but we'll see. Uh, this movie is Gattaca, the pre-Star Wars prequel sci-fi drama about a society driven by genetic perfection, in which the actor plays the uh, quote-unquote valid athlete that Ethan Hawke's character works with to fool everyone else into thinking he is also quote-unquote valid. Valid is like the word for like genetically perfect that they use. In the uh, I see. I, I have only heard of this movie, and I feel as though I would probably like it. But it's a good given fl- that it is pre-prequels, I feel like Ewan McGregor was kind of on the rise or only just so before the prequels, whereas I feel like Jude Law has always been a movie star, so I'm going to guess Jude Law. You were correct. Yes! Nice. It was Jude Law. It's a good movie. It's one of my, uh, probably one of my like kind of favorite weird sci-fi ones. Um, all right. Once again, these next two, I don't know how hard they're going to be, but I was kind of taking a guess on like what you're familiar with, so we'll see. Right. Uh, the movie is The Imaginarium of Dr. Parnassus, mm. in which the actor is one of the several actors to play the dream right. world versions of the deceased Heath Ledger's character, I was going to say, this is the Heath Ledger one. Mm-hmm. Um, so Heath Ledger uh, died to, um, th- like partway through filming, so the one of the actors who plays his character in the dream world, uh, is that going to be... Uh, even McGregor or Jude Law. So, I know one of them was Johnny Depp. Yes. And I didn't see this movie, um, but I think it's also Jude Law. You're correct. Hell yeah. It is Jude. I Law. thought maybe you were gonna trick me with that—that that it was both of them. <laughs> no. Um. That would be yeah. awesome. It is not both of them, unfortunately. And I also, I actually did see that movie, and it's really weird. Uh. Mm. Okay. Last. Isn't it like a. Terry Gilliam movie, or am I making that up? Completely? I don't know. I don't know. I, just, oh, I didn't write okay. that down when I was looking up this game. <laughs> but this is my last and possibly favorite entry. Uh, okay. Nanny McPhee returns. Oh boy. Uh, Nanny McPhee returns. This is the uh, sequel to the successful children's film in which the actor plays the husband who is away in World War II, while Nanny McPhee, the titular Nanny McPhee, who is the ugly nanny, helps, uh, who becomes more beautiful as the children behave better. Uh, helps the family uh, sort of solve this um, bomb-related mystery in their town. What? Yeah, the plot to Nanny McPhee Returns is apparently really wild, uh, but is it Ewan McGregor or Jude Law? I mean, this is an even bigger coin flip than whatever the first one was. I'm going to say, because I haven't said it yet, Ewan McGregor. Yeah, you got it, you got it. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> um, so... Going back to what you said a little bit, I try. I was wanting to try to f- find a way to trick you, but Jude Law and Ewan McGregor have not been in any movies together, which is weird. Mm. Um, I guess, yeah. I was like, these guys are both like contemporary, like uh, United Kingdom actors. I'm like, how have they not been in a movie together? Yeah. Um, Hayden Christensen and Topher Grace also haven't been in a movie together, and uh, weirdly enough, and Natalie Portman and Keira <laughs> Knightley have only been in Star Wars together. So I was trying to find a way to trick you, but I couldn't uh, do it because you always trick mm. me in these games and I was going to get you back well well you know who was in a movie with Hayden Christensen that wasn't Star Wars but they were both in Star Wars together I think is is Samuel L. Jackson wasn't he in he Looper? was in Jumper or Jumper <laughs> Jumper Jumper not Looper they were around the same time yep. Looper was good though 
Looper was probably okay. Wait, Looper might be a good example because Ryan Johnson. I was going to say Lo- Star Wars. No, I was going to say Looper might be a good example of like what we were talking about earlier. Because do they call it looping or whatever when they're tra- time traveling? Well, they talk. I, I it's been so long since I've seen it, but I do remember them talking about time travel using those words. But the looping, like closing a loop, involved like you time travel kind of onto yourself. Sure, 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 sure. Like the past you kills the future you or something like that. Nice. That sounds hot. Um, (laughs) Hey, wait, hey, wait, hey, wait. Have you seen the trailer where Will Smith is just making Looper, but it's him? Oh, my God, dude. Okay, so I went to see Toy Story this weekend, and that, that trailer did not play in front of Toy Story. I saw that trailer in front of Dark Phoenix, which I've also fucking seen. <laughs> I'm God. so sorry for you. Um, but in front of Toy Story was the trailer for that movie Spies in Disguise. And that oh, trailer is dope no. for like 60 seconds. And then all of a sudden, like the spy that you see do all sorts of cool action is a bird. And I was yeah. like, oh, you know what? This could have just been a cool animated spy movie. <laughs> like, what if James Bond were animated? Yeah, <sighs> I just saw the trailer but, for that But, okay, yes, today. I did see the thing where Will Smith and Fresh Prince are in a movie together. <laughs> yeah, and it's just... It looks like it's just like... It looks like they're making Looper, except it's not time travel. It's yeah. cloning this time. But I'm like, guys... Yeah. Guys, you didn't even get uh, J- JGL... To come in and put on some weird like prosthetics, right? They use, got a different actor. You just yeah, you just use a CGI. No, no, no. They it's just Will Smith, but like they younged him down, like they did to no, Samuel right? Jackson. No, I mean in yes, right? Like Looper, they did use two actors. Right, 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 right. <laughs> um. Anyway, I'm just mad about Will Smith again. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Will. What else is Will. new? Will Will, Will, Will Nye, the science a movie guy. Where he plays a younger version of himself. Will Will Smith? Yes, he will. I think the the fun thing about Will Will Smith is that um, eventually <laughs> all those any statement that you can make with that will be true because I think he's going to be immortal and probably uh-huh. do everything. Right. That um, that that movie that we're talking about, whatever the, it might be called. I, I can I actually let's let's both take a guess as to what that movie's called. Do you know what it's called? I can't remember what it's called. I can't but, either. Um, so it's probably okay. called like, um, uh, like, I think it's called like, like such something, um, something so generic that like, it couldn't mean anything like, um, right. Like, like um, lifeline. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to say like, it's, it's like, uh, 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 oh, wait, wait, wait. What are those things called? I'm going to say it's like line life. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I'm just going to steal your answer. I'm going to say it's like system down. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> right. Let me let me actually Or or like a uh, copycat. <laughs> okay, hang on. Do you want to know what, what the is answer it? is? Yeah, what is it? Gemini man. Uh, <laughs> we should have known. We could have just said twins and it would have been right. Yeah, right. It's man. called nothing. <laughs> It's called <laughs> No One's Gonna See It. One one other thing I learned about Will Smith was like after he made After Earth with his son and it bombed so bad that everyone hated it uh-huh. that he literally took a break from acting to be like, I got to think about this. I'm like, don't be oh, such man. a baby. <laughs> like, it's your job well, to make he, movies. You, you know, as well as I do, he decided one day he was only going to be in blockbusters. <laughs> <laughs> I know. It's like, dude. Okay, anyway. Any more things about Attack of the Clones? I feel like we could talk about Attack of the Clones for literally Christ, forever. Yeah, we haven't even talked about Palpatine. We haven't even really talked about Anakin riding on the back of like a balloon cow. Um, or, of course, that he doesn't like sand. We haven't really <laughs> talked about Dooku that much, um, uh-huh. who is like truly an, a, an excellent performer. Um, oh, a severed arm. Anakin gets his arm cut off, and then mm-hmm. he falls to sleep. <laughs> yep, yep. That's a, that's a Michael Delaney quote. Again, shout out to him. What else fucking happens in this movie? Like, Anakin, we'll take him together. No, I'm going to take him now. There's just so much. that this C-3PO's movie... got skin now, but it's, like, kind of pewter looking. Yeah, there's, there's so much. This movie feels like... You know how whenever you're, like, flipping through a, a book or, like, a comic book and you just kind of get, like, every other page, just kind of, like, you know, just yes. kind of, like, You realize that you've been thinking about, 
something at work that day and all of a sudden you're two pages ahead. <laughs> yeah, that this movie feels like that sensation for yeah, the entire yes. movie. Like it constantly yeah. feels like it it constantly feels like maybe you missed something. <laughs> but then but then like no, but then you're like uh-huh, did, where must... did they meet did they mean to do that? And then it's like, yeah, oh, no, they did. Just not been paying attention. But okay, cool. Yoda's flipping. But then you go now. back. But that's the thing is, you go back and you go back and watch it, and you realize, no, no, right. no, you were paying attention. You didn't miss anything. <laughs> it just is a lot of weird stuff. It's just weird. God, it's a weird yeah. movie. Padme falls Man. out of the thing onto the sand, and she's fine. Um, all the clones are animated. <laughs> all the clones are animated. There's that cool fight where they each get to fight a monster. And it God. seems really oh unfair yes. that, oh. like, like where the it's one pretty... monster tears off Padme's midriff of her shirt so we can oh, yeah. see her hot body, <laughs> her super hot tum. We got to see that tum tum. Um, the it, it's funny oh, to the me Geonosians, that like the bug people, the bug people are great. The weird thing oh. that Anakin rides and it makes that or Obi Wan rides and it makes that weird noise. That's uh, in episode three. Oh fuck! I'm sorry. Well, that's like, ooh, ooh. yeah, 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 yeah. General Grievous does show up in this movie, though, doesn't he? Or is that not till episode no, three? No, he's. It's just all episode three, baby. Man, I got those. I get these. Obviously, get these two movies. Yeah, confused. no, they're complete background movies. <laughs> <laughs> okay. the uh, The other thing that I think is wild about that creature fight is that, like, okay, two of these. Two of these three people yes, are Jedi. I'm already with you. <laughs> are Jedi Knights, Jedi Masters. Yes, and they have about as hard time fighting these beasts as. Padme Amidala, who is a regular ass woman who is very yeah. competent and like skilled and good at fighting, but right. doesn't have any magical powers like the no, other right. two have. Totally, it's it's <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> it's like how 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 does she do such like? It's not even like like I believe that Padme can hold her own, but how does it take? How does it take Obi Wan and Anakin like just as long to fight yeah. their beasts and subdue them as it takes just a normal human woman who doesn't yeah. have any powers? Totally, it's so it's wild. crazy. Also, the animals are really funny. There's like a, a big brutish like pseudo rhino kind of lizard thing, and then there's like a cool like praying mantis slash lobster slash giraffe, and then mm-hmm. there's just like a big cat. <laughs> yeah, it's like a big angry cat. Oh man, there's so much of this guy. And then, I mean, the thing I do like about this movie, I think, <laughs> one of the cool parts is that we do get to see the war, the only part of the, the only like uh, representation of the wars of the Clone Wars, and it's kind of a cool battle. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like dusty and like kind of uh, chaotic. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think. Oh, and in sync, in sync is in this fucking movie. <laughs> Wait, what? Yeah, in the big arena when all the Jedi arrive and and uh, they're trying to fight all the battle droids and then they realize they're outnumbered and then thank goodness the clones come and save the day. Um, in the very background, at least some members of InSync were like background Jedi. I'm not even sure you can even see them necessarily, but it's like what? it's like somewhat well known that they hey. uh, that some of them are in there because hey, Lucas's Mike? daughter was like big into InSync. What was going on in 2002, man? Dude, like nothing. <laughs> what were we doing? <laughs> what was what what were we doing as a nation? Yeah. God. Crazy. What a waste. What a Dude, waste of both oh, instinct and We didn't even and... talk about um Obi-Wan is in that cool like hyperspace ring that he has to fly his ship into to go mm. Into mm-hmm. hyperspace, I think that's like cool and also completely stupid. <laughs> yeah, but, but cool. Like this, I think Camino is really pretty. I think a lot of this movie is good looking, um, but that's a very Lucasy thing. Like it's world building, but not necessarily story building. Yes, and... it's world building in that he will build a world, but then he's going to give yeah. you like ten facts about it that you didn't want to know about, right? And then leave a lot of stuff unanswered that you're like, wait, 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 wait. I would have liked to know about this part. And he's like, no, sorry. Right. It's just, we already built the world. And it's like, dang. Yeah. Um, oh, and we meet Cleeg Lars. <laughs> oh yeah. And we meet Please, Joel Edgerton. My wife. We, we meet Joel Edgerton when he was just a little like soft oh, guy. Yeah. He's uncle Owen, young uncle Owen. Um, Luke. Luke. Here's the thing. I think, th- I truly think that we should probably do a, a, a part two of every prequels episode that we've done so yeah, far. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because they're just so I, fun. I think we have more to talk about. We'd have to listen to them again to make sure we don't like retread too much. But I think there's so much we haven't covered. Um, right. 
for all of them that I think we could do it again. But we're getting close to an hour and we need to maybe wrap things up. We basically have just <sighs> talked about plot beats from this movie and haven't yeah, talked a lot about how it's for or against Star Wars. But I but, mean, we've talked about it through the lens of like George Lucas and the creation yeah. of everything. So I think that here's what I'm going to say. I think that what I'm going to do for my rating, oh, you know, I, I can't think I kind of shot myself in the foot whenever I rated episode one so high. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. It was like a nine, wasn't it? I gave it a nine out of 10. Yeah, which is wild. Yes, I feel like I, here's the thing. I want to give this, I'm just going to come out and say it. I don't even have a metric yet or like a, a, a whatever we call it. But I want to give this a 9 out of 10. <laughs> okay. But I gave episode 1 a 9 out of 10. And I feel like, you know, God, I don't know. Maybe episode 1 is more Star Wars than episode 2 is. Okay. All right. So they're, here's, here's they're my... Star Wars in different ways. Because episode 1 That's was true. just like the nation woke back up to Star Wars and they couldn't get over it. And then the movie came out and they're like, oh, this was bad. But like, yeah, the, n- n- everything was Star Wars for months. I'm, yeah. Okay. Here, 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 here it is. Here it is. Here it is. Okay. 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 I, my rating is going to be uh, little bugs that um, are going to kill uh, Natalie Portman. <laughs> okay. Little little millipedes that Timon and Pumbaa eat. Yeah, yeah. They look so yummy, and <laughs> I'm going to give it eight. I'm going to say eight out of ten. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think. I think it's. I think I think I think I'm gonna go back on what I said. I think maybe Phantom Menace is. I still think Attack. This is weird. I still think Attack of the Clones might be more like the most prequely of the prequels, mm-hmm. but I think it's not as Star Wars as Phantom Menace is. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Um, my unit of measure is going to be the uh, the seismic bombs that the Fett family launch at Obi Wan. The ones that go like, Bow! yes. <laughs> Uh, those are cool. I love like, it. This movie is full of cool stuff. It just like strings them into a very strange like piece. Like yeah. <laughs> it's it's like wacky bullshit, and then one little glimpse of something kind of neat, and then more wacky bullshit. <laughs> um, yes. <clears throat> okay, so that's gonna be my unit adventure: the the slave one seismic charges, um, <laughs> <laughs> and. Uh, Gosh, yeah, no, I agree with you because I also feel like I, I I came out hot with episode one being a nine, and then I feel like I I think I at first for episode three said nine, and then I backed off because you and Delaney both were like that that's not a good number. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you didn't tell me to change it. I I changed it once I heard both of your From peer descriptions, pressure, yeah. and then I was like, oh yeah, you guys are smarter than me. But so, like, I, I can't go higher than episode one on this because episode one is just so, like, Star Wars-y in, in that it's just, like, a toy factory. And this is a droid factory and a clone factory and a 50s diner and, um, <laughs> <laughs> what else? Uh, and, yeah, gosh, I, I think it's it's one thing to have a bunch of, like, taking from other story types like a film noir thing and then making it work in this universe but it's another thing to just take it and then it doesn't really work and I feel like every Star Wars movie kind of works like even though Phantom Menace has people kind of bumbling to victory and there's not one clear-cut protagonist it has like a, a story and this thing is just like all over the place and uh, so the fact that it is kind of weird and hard to follow knocks it lower than phantom menace i am also going to say after that long-winded explanation and thinking out loud eight out of ten um you know what i'm glad we uh, finally uh, came to the same conclusion Mm -hmm. just kidding with you all the time so I do think we we're going a little long here, but also we took a little a potty break. So and we, it's like a you know you're welcome, listeners. <laughs> yeah, this is a real Star War. Yeah. Uh, so I think we I think right here I'm going to say it. We're going to do a part two for every prequel at least <laughs> at some point. Uh, but we should probably wrap up. Um, so you can find us on the internet at How Star Wars on Twitter and Instagram. We're also doing a giveaway, so go rate and review on iTunes 
And once right. we get up to 50 uh, five-star ratings, we're going to give away a cool little box of stuff that Mike has. That's yes, Star Wars including stuff. the box set of the original trilogy of Ian Dosher's William Shakespeare's Star Wars. It's very fun. Very cool. And let's see what else. We got Mike, go see Mike's show in Chicago. Yes. In August. The one, it's The, the Matrix one. musical parody. It's going to be very fun. I'm jealous that I don't get to see it. And if you're in Alaska, come come to Denali <laughs> National Park. Come see me. I just saw some moose right outside my friggin' uh, cabin. It was nuts. Yeah. Um, and I think that's kind of everything. I don't know. Anything else, Mike? Um, you guys, you gotta you gotta tell your friends. They're gonna Please. love it. They're gonna love it. And teach them how to subscribe. <laughs> Show them where it is on the on your on their phone. Show them how to delete all the podcasts they accidentally subscribe to. Yes. Um, delete every a... other podcast. Yeah. <laughs> and then make some tell tell them that actually tell them that actually we're the only <laughs> podcast left. Uh-huh. And that um all the other podcasts are illegal now. Yep. We're the only legal one. Yeah, yeah. Um do all and, that. And like we're on Twitter at Mike Gospel at the Josiah Man at How Star Wars Is It. We're on Instagram at How Star Wars Is It. A good podcast mm-hmm. at gmail dot com. Talk uh, to us, baby. Gosh. That's I mean, yeah. I mean, we did it. This is st- we did all the prequels. Are you happy now? I'm. Uh, oh, oh, I thought you were asking me. No, <laughs> I I know you're happy. Oh, I'm so happy. <laughs> Uh, we did a Star War. We did a Star War. Also, we did so a Star War. These are going to come out, I guess, probably August ish. Yeah, late close July, to August. I think. Yeah. So, guys, we are. I know we've been doing a lot of blockbusters, but like, just a little programming note. We're probably mm-hmm. going to get into some more weirder stuff. Yeah, because once summer the summer is over, season will be over. Because <laughs> we've been using blockbusters as kind of an inspiration to like review stuff. So. Once that's done, we're probably going to get a little more niche. So just get excited for that <laughs> or scared. I don't know. Maybe one of maybe both. Uh, but yeah, I think it's time for Tubby Bye Bye. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is a bad <laughs> podcast. <laughs> At gmail.com. Wait, At no, gmail.com. that's not wait, 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 no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, all right, all right. Uh, so, well, uh, for Josiah, I'm Mike, and as always... And as for Mike, I'm Josiah. And as always, <laughs> we, we love you. Love you. And, and may, may the fourth be with you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Every time we get two in a row, I feel like I get so slap-happy at the Yeah, end. oh, totally. Ha, ha, ha.